0: Oh hi there. I was just editing one of my podcasts here. I'm Dylan James Weaver, but you can call me Dylan, and this is the Wad Fam Pod. Hey, let's see how this thing sounds. Uh oh, hold in! Okay, so it needs a little more work, but that's the exciting part, because you never know what you'll discover along the way. Oh, don't take my word for it though. You can find out for yourself when you listen to today's Wad Fam Pod. Hello and welcome to the Wad Fam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver, and I'm Andrew Sabo, and we're here this week to talk about episode forty-seven of Adventures in Odyssey, a single vote.
1: This, this one is for not owning heroes as the album. A surprising number of these episodes are burned into my subconscious because just reading the title uh, last week, I knew exactly what this episode was going to be like.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, oh yeah. This is there are lines and things from this that have yeah permeated deep inside me. Uh, Stuff that I even have quoted on this show previously. Mm -hmm. um, Which speech at the end, I think I bring up from time to time. It's uh yeah, it's
1: a lot it is a lot but I'm excited to talk about it because there's there's a whole lot of this is a strange episode of Adventures in Odyssey I feel like <laughs> like in the sense that it does have all you know the typical cast of characters and stuff there aren't a lot that really take this angle sure sure uh it, it's it's an episode
0: written and directed by Phil Waller that that tracks uh-huh and it um it first aired November 5th of 1988 which was three days before election day 1988
1: was that an election year
0: correct that okay. would be a, that would be a major election year
1: uh wait no it would not it would be that would be uh, no no it would have been it would have been an election year because it would have been 80 oh 88 to 2008 yeah yeah we're good we're good I did eighty eight to
0: twenty eighteen for some reason. It was like, no, it wasn't. But that's not how Invisible twenty years work. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it is not. Um, so yes, it was a it was a major election year. I don't know who we elected that year, but it was someone. Somebody. They, they made uh they made an episode about it. And yeah, what what an episode it is. Well, mm-hmm. and
1: this was during like during this time. If if it came out in eighty eight, like this would have been pretty much during the peak. Uh, evangelical involvement in government.
0: You don't think current is the peak, Andrew?
1: No, 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 certainly <laughs> not. <laughs> At least I hope not. If it is, <laughs> we uh we didn't make the changes we needed to. Um, but based on my limited understanding, it was like yeah, it was the the late seventies to late eighties when you know Christians kind of went from being on the sidelines and having their faith be the center of their life and, you know, participating in uh politics passively to like being like, No, it's our faith and so therefore they must be our politics. So, you know. Fun times. Well we will get into mm-hmm. it.
0: Oh, oh we we for sure will. Um the uh yeah, other other things to note, I mean, cast wise it's just kind of a classic cast. We have Chad Riser playing Horace Higginbotham, which is just like classic actor, we get to play kids in this area. Plays a kid in this era, like yeah. It and then and then we've got our like Hal Smith, Katie Lee, Walker Edmonston, Will Ryan mm-hmm. filling in a million roles throughout yeah. the episode. And then hey, we just grab in random people from the staff to fill out the other ones Mm your Bob Luttrell's Dave Arnold's Chuck Baltys, uh Steve Harris's Phil Waller's Paul McCusker it's like Mm -hmm. everyone pops in at least for a little bit because this episode is just chock full of characters
1: yeah because it's a history episode it is with our resident historian dylan weaver (laughs) i
0: yeah we we have i don't know if we've talked about this publicly on the podcast but at least behind closed doors andrew and i have discussed like we've really shied away from the history episodes because of the amount of legwork i feel like i would need to do to be able to cover them well
1: yeah um this episode i did a lot of legwork (laughs) i believe it i believe it there are three separate events very low like yeah Three separate events across a period of history that doesn't have a ton of documentation.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I did what I could to to cover this. And actually, maybe, I don't know. I, how do we want to do this? Do we want to hit the history as it comes? Do we want history up top? What makes sense?
1: Oh, Because know. they
0: all tie so tightly with each other in the episode. Yeah, a part of that me I thinks that we should like, do
1: episode then history, but maybe, oh. I don't know. Yeah, keep them waiting. You <laughs> yeah, want to know that, what actually happened? That, Stick
0: around. <laughs> that, that's probably the best way to cover it. You're you know what? I'm going to I'm going to agree with Andrew here. Wow. Okay. Uh it's a first time for everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're really uh really in unknown territory.
0: So so with that in mind then, I guess you just want to roll the promo and then yes. we get into
1: the discussion more than anything. Cool. Well then uh
0: here is the promo
1: on the next Adventure in Odyssey. When you come right down to it, one vote really doesn't make any difference. Well, I can see you've never heard the story of Jameson Shoemaker. Connie learns the power of a single vote. I send greetings to you in Texas, the 28th and newest state in the Union. Ah! That's next time on Adventures in Odyssey. dog Mm -hmm. Texas becoming a state in the union I wonder what percentage of Odyssey's fan base is in Texas huh I don't know
0: I do you think that they have a higher concentration in Texas than elsewhere like (sighs) I'm saying percentage of people in Texas versus people who listen to Odyssey
1: no I'm thinking like Nebraska Oklahoma like maybe maybe probably not Louisiana um maybe one of me yeah i'm gonna say nebraska or oklahoma maybe idaho i feel like a low population state that's largely conservative would probably have the largest percentage as far as like overall sway which i think maybe is the point of this episode (laughs) <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's, it's, another, it's another of our uh,
1: early episodes that are a call to action. Mm, so good. Love it. Call to political action. Mm-hmm. Uh, a single vote. Um, but this not, episode's Not like.
0: As opposed to some of our other ones that we've covered, not like bad political action.
1: No. No, certainly not. And that's. Kind like
0: of, it's neutral political action, or I mean, like it's positive political action. Like they don't put their thumb on the scale, really. For like, and you gotta vote for yeah, whoever was Republican in '88. I don't yeah. remember because it is a kids' show.
1: No, they, they're, yeah, <laughs> they're not gonna, they're not gonna go quite that far, but they they definitely do the whole like layer it in sublimely, where it's like, oh yes, I'm a Christian, so I'm gonna vote with you know with my faith, and these are. The, the the candidates that best represent my values, which is yeah. perfectly reasonable. You know?
0: Right. Nothing against yeah, that. Yeah, no, no, no. Vote, vote, vote for who represents your values. Sure. That's <laughs> the point. That, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So we start off we the start episode off. in a <laughs> wild fashion. Yeah. <laughs> with Chris visiting DC, walking up to... I
1: the, thought she was in a cave. Walking when she to- first <laughs> started talking, because it's so echoey and stuff, and it, it sounded kind of wet too, I was like, is, is Chris in a cave? And she said that she was in the Lincoln Memorial. And that was, yeah, yeah still a bit confused. Yep.
0: And yeah, she then starts up a conversation with Abraham Lincoln himself in yep. statue form. Who is in the stone. by who? Uh, I think it's a Bob Luttrell doing Lincoln.
1: Pulling it up.
0: Yep, Bob Luttrell, and it's uh, yeah, it's really, it's really something.
1: It, <laughs> it does exist. <laughs> yeah. So she she freaks out, and then Lincoln says, "You'll uh, you'll get over it. Uh, just roll the intro or whatever." Right. and At one point, roll it's the like theme. it's
0: amazing what you can do with radio these days. Yeah, <laughs> which is very funny.
1: So you get the weird intro, and then we cut back to the Chris skit where she's basically establishing that like. It's our Christian duty to vote and stuff, which, not my favorite. <laughs> I don't know, Dylan. What are, what are your thoughts on the matter? Uh, I I think mm. that it's good to vote. Like, I think yeah. participating in democracy is great, and I think that that's the point, and people should be active in that, but correct, I don't feel any part of, I won't say any part, but like, I don't feel like it's necessary to largely motivate that with my faith. Like, it's not, like, required of my faith to vote in the way that maybe it's kind of portrayed.
0: Yeah, I would tend to agree. I think that it is, I think that it's, like, I think that it's good as citizens of this place who have the ability to vote to do so. Yeah, yeah. I think framing it as it's like a religious or a moral imperative Mm -hmm. that you vote is bad and I think where – or isn't the best and I think where it starts to get really bad and I start to like, yeah, really have issues is like the classic like – we are handing out a pamphlet on sunday that mm-hmm. tells you who to vote for in this yeah, election.
1: Yeah, these are their stances on hot topic issues and this is our church's beliefs and right. Yeah. That's yeah. Not a good move. Highly highly against it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think And like the...
1: education, you know, uh, they're not doing anything inherently wrong by educating their, you know, congregation. I would say su- suggest but it it feels like an abuse of power
0: yeah yeah and it it doesn't like i struggle with
1: you could have that like in the foyer you just can't hand it out you know (laughs) it's one of those resources
0: yeah maybe i don't know i i think i really i i really get frustrated with the you believe these things so you own, so like you have to vote in these ways yeah because xyz is the most important issue to us and if you don't vote that way you yeah you're going against god or whatever
1: well yeah you're going against your faith it's taking something that is right. entirely human like right. human based and being like well if you do it this wrong then you're
0: right and i'm like there is no there is no political candidate who will who is going to 100% line up to the bible, line up with the bible. Nope. And so to be like, well, this person is this person is more in line than that person based on whatever thing I do like do that on a personal level, yeah. don't do that as a whole and say, well, this person is biblically evil versus this person who is biblically good. Yeah cuz no are you kidding me <laughs> we are all biblically evil yes. like
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's 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 literally yeah it, and maybe this is undue pessimism but like when it comes to politics and especially politicians and who you vote for i i feel like i'm in the back of a classroom and i say this as somebody that was homeschooled just throwing pencils at the ceiling and like just seeing which ones are going to stick and like is my pencil necessarily any better than anybody else's? No, it's it's mine. I brought it from home. I, I was the one who sharpened it, as opposed to my classmate. It doesn't matter, but like, at the end of the day, it's still a pencil, and the likelihood that it sticks and does anything actually impressive is so small, you know.
0: Andrew, th- that's the point of this episode. To yeah. quote, to quote, um, to quote, Chris. People these days tend to think our government and leaders are going to do what they want, whether or not they get involved. So why get involved?
1: That's such a hard statement to argue against because, like, obviously getting involved means a lot of different things. And, like, protesting, very good. Democracy, great. I'm so proud to be an American, especially, you know, compared to russia right now where it's like people got mad at their government they went out into the streets they were doing peaceful protests and they just got you know thousands of people locked up um you know just for voicing their opinion like that's something that i'm incredibly uh blessed to be a part of but at the same time it's also such a weapon and (laughs) manipulative Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah yeah
0: it is yeah, it's it's a tough thing. And like the thing I struggle with in my own life or in like I have friends who on both sides of things, because I tend to be pretty down the middle um, in my beliefs, just in general, <laughs> at least from my perspective. But the, the thing I get, yeah, I have a lot of people who are way more involved on both sides of the spectrum than me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like... But it just doesn't interest me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I just don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't feel like spending hours of my week caring about all of these, like, Things that don't affect and, you. And yeah. debates and feeling like I gotta have real like sustained understandings behind like i'm just like i yeah it well you like mean, it's a hard thing to to admit but I'm, I'm also like it's a thing that comes up time and time again on the show and just in my life but it's like i believe that the way we as christians affect change in those around us is through one-on-one relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that is where I'm putting my energy. Yeah. I also think there is value in the political system. hmm And I am... I will participate in it. Yeah. But I am not... But that is not where my focus lies, nor where my hope lies. 100%. Exactly. And so it just... Yeah, and so it just wears me out, the people who are super invested. But I am like... Those people who are super invested, like, get stuff done in ways that are
1: yeah, well, cool
0: and in, and in ways that I don't like. Yeah, people but that like, are
1: super invested and make it so that you don't have to be, which is yeah, nice. And, yeah, you know, exactly. for whatever harm or good they're doing, like, they are filling a role that you don't have to so you can do something right. else. And, like, f- for sure, I think that the temperance and just, like, not having not feeling like you have to be hyper involved with every single thing and have something to say and then say it you know even if it's like just the difference between googling something or not like i feel like it's so freeing to just step away from that kind of uh social media pressure when and Really just modern culture internet culture pressure to mm. participate in every single news story that's going on
0: yeah yeah it's like i i like, don't want to be i don't want to be calloused towards things no because that's i mean that's that's the point of like Connie's thing where she's like yeah. i don't have any power to enact change and so like I just don't care and I'm like i don't want I don't want that to be my perspective Mm -hmm. but i don't i don't based on like my own selfish interests and my view of the world Mm -hmm. i don't think that the effective use of my time in enacting change is to sink a ton of time into Mm -hmm. political advocacy
1: exactly exactly and those all of those caveats you gave could be the case for other people. Right. And that's just, like, knowing yourself and, like, what is Dylan about? What is he like? What is he good at?
0: Like, I think it is worth my time Mm -hmm. to, in the weeks leading up to an election, spend some time looking over things and have an idea Of. of what I'm going in for and why. Yeah. But I don't need that to be a... 52 weeks a year mm-hmm. part of my life i'm yeah. like we get elections once a year that means that for a little bit of time in the couple weeks leading up to them i'm going to pay closer attention mm-hmm. just so i'm not going in and checking a bunch of boxes for people whose names i don't yeah. know
1: well I'm, like i i think you know officially we do a decent job of uh, you know, getting our candidates out there. As far as, like, having debates, you know, things like that. Like, I was watching the because it's, um, was it preliminaries? Uh, primaries? primaries? Primaries. Um Preliminaries. Same thing, actually. I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, yeah, for the Pennsylvania State Senate and, you know, like, watching that and it's a whole different realm and it's casual, it's on national TV, like, it's it's short it's like an hour long you know they're they're talking about very real things but it's small and you can participate in it by just learning about it that way in the way that it's you know that it's designed to like that's what debates are for Mm. and then you can gather all the opinions you need based on that and guess what for the next you know 14 days unless i hear a major scandal that's like you know uh concretely proven yeah, I don't think I'm going to change my mind based on, you know, I've done the research. I I've heard what they had to say. Right.
0: It's like everything everything can be researched and well actually to death. Yeah. Especially pod- all, politics. Right. We just kind of all have to figure out where the line we draw for ourselves is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the people who draw their line further one way might view you as irresponsible. Mhm. But that's kind I'm of I'm okay, just like, right? <laughs> like that's <just laughs> something like I have made peace with, where it's like I can only go so far down this rabbit hole because at a certain point, everyone is bad. Well, yeah, like at a certain point thing. you
1: become, and you know, to validate Connie's point, this episode, at a certain point it is beyond your control, and you do only have the one or two votes that you really need to concern yourself with, because like. Constantly troubling yourself with all of these major problems in other states is is good, you know, it's good to be aware, but if you're taking on those burdens of all these problems every day, it's going to inhibit your ability to affect positive change in the community in which you actually can do something about it. Yeah,
0: and that's, and that's why I think, like, the people who I really like what they're doing from an advocacy perspective in recent years are doing it at such a local level. Yeah, that I'm like I admire so much because it is like those changes affect the people immediately around you. Yeah, whether that be, you know, yeah, city council person or school board or whatever. Mm-hmm. That is a yeah, that is a platform where I have more respect for, or I just uh, that that's that's a that's a, a spot where I'm like. I feel like I actually see the fruits of labor.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, um, definitely.
0: Whether or not I like that labor. But,
1: <laughs> like There are fruits. Right. All right. Life gives you fruits, you make cocktails. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right?
0: So the episode, then, when we get into the meat of it. Yes. We've got Horace Higginbotham. What a name.
1: Is it Botham or Bottom? Botham. Okay. It says Botham on the wiki, but I, I wrote bottom in my notes. I typed Botham before okay. I saw the wiki. Alright. So I'm gonna assume I trust I'm you. correct. I'll but be three expert.
0: He uh he he's uh running for uh I don't know class president. Oh, is it class president? I yep. was gonna say student council, but class president specifically. And yeah, Witton Tom. the second are...
1: episode about <laughs> class presidents. Yeah, it's true.
0: Uh, yeah, that one. That was a good one. Less charged. Um, in the in Wit and Tom are kind of talking to each other, and Wit's like, man, the kids are so interested in learning about the electoral process, and Tom's like, yeah, I don't know that that's the case. You're giving out free, <laughs> free ice cream, Wit, and they don't, and Chris intros it by saying, like, most of the kids aren't paying attention to Horace. I'm just like, it's an interesting thing to have Wit, like, mildly wrong.
1: yeah. <laughs> it is well and maybe i think he knows he's wrong it it seems like they're playing it that way
0: oh you think you think he's maybe being somewhat comical about it yeah yeah Yeah. that might be obtuse on my part um (sighs) but but yeah it's this it's it's a fun it's a fun interaction between them and horace comes over after you know making his Making his speech, and yeah, he's trying he's a to man get of the people. Yeah, he's trying to get Connie's endorsement. Yeah, which is like, it's like hilarious. Yes, and Connie's just <laughs> like, no, I'm not endorsing you. No, and <laughs> I'm also like, I I think it's funny that that's like the instigating moment because I'm like, no, Connie should not endorse him. Yeah, that's no. weird. <laughs> Please don't. That's like, weird. I don't need like, yeah, high schooler throwing their support behind a middle schooler for an election.
1: <laughs> but it'd be kind of epic if it. If it happened though, I mean, man, that that yeah. playground drama must have been yeah. insane.
0: And then, and then Tom Tom says, you know, he he'd throw his endorsement in. He was listening to the speech, and it's a real barn burner. Yeah. Which uh, Tom would know something <laughs> about. <laughs> Not at this point in the show, but you know, give it another few years, Tom, and you'll oh, know you'll have first first hand experience in with both <laughs> with the barn burner yeah. and an election.
1: Yes. <laughs> <sighs>
0: oh man and yeah connie a
1: lot of foreshadowing
0: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) connie just like me doesn't find elections exciting amen she's like it's just a popularity contest it doesn't mean anything it's
1: not even a popularity contest it's a money contest (laughs) well
0: yes at at the at the school the school level very much a popularity popularity contest and Yeah. yeah a uh a, 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 a comical one at that i think student president's always interesting because it's it's a popularity contest but the most popular kid is not ever the one who gets it yeah because it's they never run right because they don't <laughs> they don't care yeah <laughs> so it's like who is who is nerdy enough who's the to most care but like palatable to the general public yeah they're gonna be the one who wins
1: yeah this is what debate kids were built for <laughs>
0: oh bad but yeah and then and then connie connie just goes on this whole thing about how her vote doesn't really matter how at the end of the day you know the powers of be are just gonna make their own decision and yeah well what's what's the point in caring
1: i feel that way about primaries so much <laughs> especially presidential primaries mm. i've yeah. My dad follows politics pretty closely, but mm-hmm. I remember growing up, like, watching the Republican candidates get dwindled down for the 2016 election, being like, oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. There's no way, right? No. Oh my lord. Okay. And then for re-election, nobody came up to challenge him. or you, Right. Like you, a you, you never people. do. Like, the incumbent... Yeah,
0: always has a seat. Exactly, because they won once. Yeah, <laughs> so they're not gonna lose, <laughs> or no one's gonna do better. Yeah, I guess they—they they, they in this case did lose,
1: but, um, but which yeah. was uncommon. Typically, incumbents don't. Yeah, but anyway, but and it's it's equally frustrating on both sides of the, of the aisle where it's just like why? Yeah, like we have these. Primary elections, which are the most sacred part of the democracy, honestly. <laughs> like, you uh, know, we're, we're choosing who's representing us. Yeah. Have you, have you heard about the concept of open primaries? No. But o- open primaries
0: is the everyone, regardless of party, could vote in the primary. Okay. And the idea is that that would push towards more moderate candidates because you have people from both sides of the aisle going hey this is the person from that party that i that most appeals to me i have no idea if it would literally work but it is a very interesting idea that i think about often when i think about how bad the u.s political situation
1: is no i think that that's I think that that's a very reasonable, um, like, not terribly complicated step to right. take that would really help the you know the electoral process to be, you know, more authentic and representative of what the people actually want.
0: Yeah, it 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 puts a mechanism in place to, like somewhat hinder the binary choice that a presidential election is yes where it's like what if it was a little less binary yeah and that wouldn't decide that would still be to dwindle down the candidate mm-hmm. and the like the party itself still has you know mm-hmm. final decision or whatever in who they yeah put forward well and but then- you get an idea of who is amicable
1: to people at large. Exactly. And I mean, the yeah. If you get somebody that amasses a decent amount of, you know, Republican votes that's a Democrat, like and also their democratic votes like that Speaks very strongly towards potential as far as like swing states and stuff like that right. is concerned. Yeah. Like,
0: it's just it's just interesting. Yeah. Like, why it's... why don't we do that again? <laughs> I don't know, Andrew. Because things are the way they always have been. Oh no! I just, like there's we shouldn't yeah. be
1: basing our government off a 300 year old document. Are you sure? <laughs> are you
0: positive? Uh, there's just yeah. There's there's so much where I'm just like yeah. It was well, the thing. I, it's the thing I always come back to, which is like I don't think that we are as divided as
1: we need to be well no, no. as
0: as we literally are like yeah. I, or like i don't think we are as divided as we are perceived to be, to be or think. like yes yeah um
1: yeah well because i think voting in chance, primaries
0: people would yeah people would vote for someone more in the middle if yeah. they could
1: yeah well and voting in primaries now it's basically you can either vote for who you like or you can vote for who's most likely to win. Right. That's it.
0: Right. <laughs> and once again, that's an election like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Like. Yeah. The- and
0: right. There's plenty of ways to still campaign and game and whatever and make that system break as well. Yeah. Um, Because you can, once again, you can just have people bunch up and be like all right, all the Republican voters are voting for this Republican candidate. All the Democratic voters are voting for this Democrat candidate. Mm-hmm. The Republican ones wins, and then we've made no progress. Yeah. So I'm not saying like, hey, there's this magic switch we can flip, and it fixes everything. It's just like, it's an interesting thought
1: exercise. Oh, yeah, certainly. Well, and I mean, I'm definitely the more reckless out of the two of us. So I'm I'm more of a, you know, break it and then repair it rather than, you know, wait longer to do it. Yeah, no, that would tend to be my, my take on this sort of a thing as
0: well. Where it's like yeah. The worst thing that happens is that nothing changes. Yes,
1: precisely. <laughs> precisely. And I think that that's so much of, like, the younger generation's frustration with the political system as it exists now. Yeah. Oh, man, such that... a great episode that we have talked so little yeah. about.
0: <laughs> so Wit so then launches into this story about hey, if you think that one vote doesn't matter, let me tell you the story of Jameson Shoemaker. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a man from Indiana, and Tom's like, oh, I guess that means he's passed. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like, well, yes, he lived over 150 years ago, to which Horace says, one of my favorite lines ever, <laughs> if he were alive <laughs> today, he'd, he'd be dead.
1: Be dead. <laughs> so and Connie
0: good. rolls her eyes, it's and it's so quality.
1: Good. <laughs> oh, and like Witt kind of laughs like underneath his breath a little bit, which I thought was funny that he acknowledged that joke. Yeah, but yeah, it's... yeah, <laughs> that, no, it's very well played.
0: Fancy. And and so there's this, yeah. So we start in Texas in 1845, and I think that these, uh, I think that all of these little scenes that we get throughout are incredibly well constructed.
1: Yeah, they all the
0: performances well. are fun. The mm-hmm. engineering's great. John Campbell's score really stands out in this episode. Mm-hmm. He loves playing around with old West kind of stuff and yeah. gets to do a bit of that here um yeah, it just it, it's an episode that really sings from a production standpoint mm-hmm. and just from a story standpoint like it's incredibly well plotted yeah and and so it's Sam Houston who is the president of Texas and he is talking with his. Like with an advisor or something, and they're waiting for the votes to whether or not Texas has been ratified as a state. Mm-hmm. Um, and this guy, you know, barrels in on horse and drops off a letter and, um, and with the results in it, and Sam's like, you know, you can you can go you know, you can go now and freshen up, and he's like, no, man, I'm a Texan. Like, I want to hear this, too. Yeah, yeah. And Sam goes out onto the balcony where a bunch of people have gathered, and he reads out the letter from the U.S. Senate Mm -hmm. um, saying that, like, Texas has been welcomed in as a state, and it is a very effective scene. Yeah, it's It's very good. I love the... Yeah, it's just... It's the, like... It's the classic kind of Hollywood idealistic politician kind of thing.
1: Yeah, where it's like, oh, well, we're doing the right thing, but it's going to be real hard to get everybody to... Like, it'll take a miracle for everybody to work together to make this happen. And then, then, like, all it happens by one
0: vote. (laughs) It happens by one vote and this, like, and he, like sam houston like says like oh huh i bet he's who the city of houston's named after didn't think about that but you
1: didn't during president the president of houston <laughs> named sam H- or president of texas named
0: sam houston yeah that's I a thing about that um but the thing the thing he says there he also could
1: be the leader of a megachurch we're not sure <laughs> the
0: the thing he says there where he's like I am reading this letter aloud to you. I did not read it beforehand and yeah. whatnot. Is once mm-hmm. again, it's just like the idealized rah-rah politician who Old like
1: time right back when democracy was still wet behind the ears in America. Yeah, and like people were good and whatever.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's also like it's it's the uh, like the most modern version of this that I can think of in recent memory is uh, designated survivor. A okay. not super good show that aired on, I want to say ABC, ABC for two was. seasons and then got picked up by Netflix for a third and final. The The idea is Kiefer Sutherland, basically like everyone in the government dies. Except and so for he him. He <laughs> is the president and he's an independent and so like it's he's playing both sides of the policy and it's this like the first like Mm -hmm. moderate president in forever and like Mm. he also he has this they give him this sort of an energy yeah where it's just like you know i am i am like right a man of the people i'm gonna be frank with you like i'm going to i'm not gonna hide behind my policy and whatever and that's yeah that's the vibe they give sam houston and it's like even if this is like so idealized and not like at all a reality and it doesn't make it less effective in the Certainly. same way that like you know you can do with a christmas episode or whatever oh, it yeah. just is like you know innately having and this episode holds a lot of nostalgia for me two just because album three but like
1: say what you will uh, this episode has stuck with me throughout my life as far as like if i don't think my vote matters Mm. i think of this episode being like well there was that one episode of odyssey yeah no truly Mm. (laughs) truly and And so yeah
0: yeah So, so we, we come out on, there's, uh, yeah, he's reading this letter and he's like, there's a whole series of events that led us to this thing that are crazy and we can't wait to tell you about, but most importantly, uh, this guy named, is it Harrigan? Um,
1: yeah, cast by Harrigan.
0: Harrigan voted for you to become a state by Mm -hmm. one vote. Yeah. Um, he changed it at the last second. Um. And so you've become a state. And Witt comes out of the story, and Horace is all excited, Mm. and Connie's like, yeah, but Harrigan's a senator. Senators have power. That doesn't mean a normal vote means anything. And, of course, Witt's like, yes, that's exactly what I want you to say. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so he launches into the next story, which is four years earlier in Indiana. Mm Mm-hmm. There's this great scene of like political bickering where this guy named Marsh is voting or is like trying to decide on who to vote for. And he's got an angel on. Well, I guess he doesn't. He's got a demon on each shoulder. And they're both (laughs) telling him that these candidates are bad and the other one is good or like Mm -hmm. their candidates good. The other one is bad. Like this whole thing. And there's this third candidate who both of them are like, no, like he's he's a he non-factor. He's, got he's not no been right. He's not been in politics before. And with that in mind, Marsh votes for Harrigan. Um, when he does so, he breaks a three-way tie, which is insane. Which then gives him the one vote. Mm-hmm. Like it makes his one vote be the reason that Harrigan gets elected.
1: Done, done, done. Yeah. uh Do we cut out of the story and back? To yeah, Witt we do. Again? We okay. do cut
0: out cut out of the story because they're once again just kind of like at this point, Connie's kind of turning, and she's like, "But well, you haven't even mentioned Shoemaker yet. You yeah. said this was about him." And Wit then jumps in again, and it's. I really like the backwards narrative of this it's story. It's so good. Like, Lawler structures it very, very well yeah. by saying it's a story about Jameson Shoemaker, but then starting with Texas becoming a state, going back to Marsh voting for Harrigan, and then jumping back to 1837, um, and we have Jameson Shoemaker out plowing his field. It's a Will Ryan character. Mm-hmm. He's singing.
1: It's great. Yeah. Um, Singing like a cowboy in like the in the fields, essentially. Yeah, yeah. He's exactly. making a lot. There's a lot of cowboy sounds between mm-hmm. him and Walker Edmondson. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> then, and
0: then, right, Walker Edmondson as Richard Reynolds is a a stellar performance, top notch. It's it's so much fun. Yeah, and he. He rides in and is just talking about, like, oh, man, like, you know, I always get rowdy on election day. And Jameson's like, yeah, oh, you getting in some early celebrating.
1: I would like to make one note. Um, Jameson Shoemaker does accuse Walker Edmondson of screaming like a savage, which, <laughs> yeah, given uh, the yes. time period, I was like, right. oh... Yep. Uh-oh. No, that was that I I also <laughs> did.
0: I did I didn't write it down, but I did that did hit my ear and I went ah. <laughs>
1: that's some that's some old milk right there.
0: <laughs> um and so yeah, he he goes on um yeah, he goes on to talk about like just yeah, just being excited like, about it yeah excited about the election shoemaker's like well oh, i've that's... been working all
1: day i forgot to vote yeah
0: he he realizes oh wait the election's today not tomorrow and here i am plowing my field and mm-hmm. so he he rides into town um yeah and once again i just like i like the like old west camaraderie mm-hmm. whatever reynolds being like him him saying to reynolds like his neighbor like hey can you like get my put my plow away and whatever? I got to get to town. Yeah, I
1: got to I got to grab, like, grab my, my horse and high yeah. step like,
0: This is a guy who I was like annoyed with when he showed up. But, but we also like, like, like trade onions for medicines. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he's just yeah, good good neighbor. Mm-hmm. And so he rides in where we just have a comedic pairing of people working at the voting booth.
1: Yeah it's quite the scene where there um there's the one guy that you know wants to close early and the other guy is a stickler for the rules and it's yep you know it's 455 but and they close it breaking the, the rules. rules which i think law would be an <laughs> would be like an accurate term right yeah. yeah you think you think law might be better there i don't know that would be i mean i understand you know it's a kid's show and that definitely conveys the idea just as well but i'm I'm unsure, given the, the history of the country, whether, you know, um, voting r- laws, rules, like, what would the term be if they weren't in the union? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Well, no, this is in the union. This is oh, in Indiana. Yes. Yeah. But. But, yeah, it's uh it's 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 fun. He's counted. One of them's counted all the ballots. Yep. Comes in, all the ballots are gone, so he's got to write one in. Well, can yeah. you write? Yes, I can. Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, can you write? Yeah. <laughs> like, these line reads are, yeah, yeah. And written then he finished, on my soul.
1: Like, and then he finishes it, and he, go, like, hands it right to the guy, and he's like, you've got to put it in the box. It's the rules. <laughs> yep. So I'm just
0: Yeah, so he puts it in, and then he immediately takes it out. Yeah. And they add the vote in. And, yeah, and Shoemaker's like, who
1: won? Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Which also, I would like to point out that them having already tallied the vote is problematic in that they now know who Shoemaker voted for. Like, yeah, that is they, illegal, isn't it? Correct. <laughs> like, they wind up, like, he's he tells them, mm-hmm. they do, like, kind of the, like, you know, whatever it is, like, um... What's the... What's, like, the thing nurses and doctors aren't allowed... Like, where they're not allowed to talk to people about... Confidentiality? S- confidentiality, yeah. where, like, he, they don't acknowledge that they know until he tells them. But yeah. it is still, I'm <laughs> like... You know,
1: Doctor, I think I might have bipolar. I agree. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't allowed to say anything, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe.
0: Yeah. Or... Right. And, yeah, it's just... It, it's It's funny. And so they... Yeah, they, he, he goes, um, yeah, he goes, yeah, he says, who won? And they're like, well, I guess we don't have to tell anybody else first. So it was, you know, it was Marsh. And he's like, I, ah, Marsh, that's who I voted for and starts to, like, celebrate. And and they say, you know, you know he's going to be happy when, you know, not as happy as he'll be when he hears about that it was you who voted for him. And he's like, yeah. what do you mean? He's like, he won by one vote. Um, and yeah, and there, yeah, and there's, he's like, oh man, like you feel Shoemaker have like the gravity yeah. of that decision and he's just like, you know, I hope I made the right choice and, um, the line that said is, you know, history will tell, it surely will. Which is Which, good. It's good line and it's one that has stuck with me, like yeah. I, I feel like I've used that line or variations of that line in my own life, in a more joking manner. Definitely. But, like, that's, yeah, that's just one of those things that has stuck with me.
1: But it definitely has its roots in this, this episode, for sure.
0: Yeah, and so we, we, we jump out, mm-hmm. and wit summarizes. Shoemaker voted for Marsh, mm. who won by one vote. Marsh voted for Harrigan, who won by one vote. And, and Harrigan voted for Texas statehood, which won by one vote. So one man with one single vote was directly responsible for Texas becoming a state.
1: Uh, see, go Pokemon, go to the polls.
0: <laughs> but it's that. Yeah, it's like the like it's hard not to be like. Romantic about that yeah, sort of a story. Exactly.
1: No, a hundred percent. And like you said, it's, it's one that sticks. it It's stuck with me. And like, of all the things in the world to be proud about doing, I think participating in democracy is like one of the better things. Yeah. You know, and like, not that yeah. it's perfect, and or especially anything,
0: because because this episode portrays it in such a pure view yeah where it's like you participate by voting and mm-hmm. we all get one and we are all equal in yes. That. as opposed even though this to, was like,
1: in like the late 1800s right. where it was only white people that owned property oh, yeah and, yeah but, and no slaves no women no <laughs> right
0: but also also because like the so you not only have that piece but like it's the now like you can't. You can't be romantic in the same way because the collections are won by like marketing and campaigning, yeah, not by voting, yeah, in the same way. And mm-hmm. who's to say they ever were? But the reality that Odyssey is portraying here is this guy voted not with, not because he was somebody of high stature, not because mm-hmm. he had a lot of money. But he was just a random guy plowing his field, Doing his job. And and he made a vote. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what...
1: That's the kind of energy I want to bring to the whole place. Yeah.
0: And it's just like... Right. It's like it's impossible. Like it's such an idealized version of the reality. Mm -hmm. That it's like, oh, this story is beautiful and effective. Mm -hmm. And I think it becomes a good fable Mm -hmm. for that reason. Even if it is not like... But it's a good fable about why you should vote. Yeah. Even if it's not reflective of the actual reality of how elections are won.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and as you said, like, <laughs> uh, the Democratic, uh, like, election process in America has gotten so complicated as far as, like, gerrymandering and and uh, district lines and, and where all of that's being done and obviously lobbying is a huge thing but you know there there are so many extra filters that get talked about that get put on top of the you know the electoral process in america now that like yeah in the 80s wit talking about a story from you know 150 years ago like it's yeah it just is so sweet and simple and it is like, it makes sense that people were willing to die just to be able to do that, you know? Yeah. Cause it's like so important. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and then, and then we get into wits whole kind of landing the plane here on, in addition to this being an episode about voting, mm-hmm. we got to talk about wits like, whole nothing is coincidental which is something that we've cited often in this show yep but is yeah connie says you know things like that just don't happen all the time and it's like right which is why this wasn't a coincidence nothing in this for one nothing in that story happened by chance it was all men making decisions Mm -hmm. and whatever and i'm like yes however i would say it is chance to an extent that Reynolds remind like that in your telling that Reynolds yeah. reminded shoemaker of the poll and whatever but sure like nothing happened by chance they all chose to vote which mm-hmm. I think once again good messaging yeah like you make you are making a choice mm-hmm. you have that amount of say use it um and then he Right. And then he goes into his, I don't believe that anything is coincidental. I believe that things are providential, that everything is God-ordained, that he is the reason there's that this happened. And when Connie's kind of like, yeah, but he, it happened in such a dramatic way. He's like, there's no rule saying God can't be dramatic. dramatic. <laughs> Amen. Which is very funny.
1: He did flood the entire world. <laughs> that feels a bit dramatic.
0: God. And then he bit killed of a drama his queen. son. <laughs>
1: yeah. God oh. is a drama queen. That's my favorite. <laughs> my favorite gender <laughs> can, you, can you can you get that on a t-shirt andrew i feel like that i feel like god is that a shirt yeah. oh yeah we can make that mm. personal it'll be you know when when the chalk pod ends dylan will make another podcast and i'll start a clothing brand it's it's the a tale as old as time yeah i don't no, know maybe maybe maybe
0: you know check the links in the description folks maybe there's a god is a drama queen t-shirt for you to buy please michaela <laughs> Or Dylan, I can I can do I can do stuff too, Andrew.
1: That's true. That's true. Every once in a while, I, I would love I every would once love in a while I go
0: go go hard. So we'll see what you, happens. You do go, go hard. hard, but yeah, it's yeah, it's just this this thing of of wits where he's like, you know, all of this, yeah, all of this happened because of God, and I'm like, I agree in that all of everything happens because of God, mm-hmm. like. earth exists (laughs) right 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 or like yeah if if he hadn't voted that's also god like what like it's or if he had voted a different way also god like it's that it's that like you know everything like yeah i don't yeah you get into you can say that from a high level i feel like I, i can say that with a high level from confidence without feeling like i'm getting i'm stepping into the free will discussion which is way way harder Mm -hmm. to reckon with and something that yeah that yeah I continue to struggle with and disagree with people about and whatever but like just that that basic idea of like things don't happen outside of what God wants for the world Mm. interesting
1: yeah no no certainly well and he is ultimately in control and over all of it, mm. and so yeah. like at the very least, he is looking down and bearing witness to his creation making these things happen. Mm. Yeah, you know? and so that that is in a certain ex- like in a certain sense, I feel like that's a, that's an amount of endorsement. You know? yeah yeah no, that's fair.
0: And then yeah, Connie kind of starts to walk away and then goes turns back and in another just like. Lying to end an episode to just make wit so, so freaking exciting. So hard. (laughs) She says, it amazes me that you can take any subject and relate it to God or the Bible.
1: Yeah, Connie?
0: And the truth is... Or, and, and what amazes me more is that I'm starting to fall for it or whatever.
1: Yeah, she, she, she says, like, I'm starting to not mind it as much or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like, that's that's starting yes. to not think it's so bad. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Like, and oh, uh huh. We're building, guys. It's like this, this the sweet, has sweet a... hit of beginning conversion where they're like, you know, maybe God, and you're like, oh my God, yeah, okay, this is going to get me for the next couple months. (laughs) This is going to hold me over. (laughs) There's going to be a couple awkward Thursday night texts, maybe a a Sunday morning invitation to church. (laughs) Oh man, but yeah, it's yeah,
0: it is an effective episode of Odyssey. I think it accomplishes what it's setting out to do, and I think that like against some of our other stuff it's that we've talked about I don't think what it's setting to do is nefarious I think no. that this episode in a silo is not doing harm mm-hmm. and I think that the things I internalized from this episode are good. like were good things yeah, to I don't internalize think I, I think that you couple this with a lot of other stuff that we know about focus on the family you couple this with other stuff that odyssey does both before Mm -hmm. and after this and it starts to get way more icky but i think that the basic idea of you matter participate don't just assume like don't
1: just go on going i can't affect the world well yeah i mean with the population being what it is there's no you know It's getting harder and harder to believe that any one person can do something particularly impactful, especially during, you know, an electoral process. But this this story is really beautifully structured and conveyed in the way that it starts with the biggest, most significant thing in history happening as far as, like, Texas becoming a state, and then it works backwards from there to explain that, like... This thing that you would read about in history books is important, but it's important because of these three smaller stories that nobody's going to hear about where, you know, democracy was so crucial to, you know, pushing these events forward, which eventually led to this big final one. Um, Yeah, you you said it earlier. I mean, it's... I don't think he needed to go this hard. Like, he could have flipped it around and it would have been fine, but, like, the fact that he starts that way... yeah. It, I just watched an episode of Avatar The Last Airbender that did something mm. very similar to that where, you know, it started with a very big suspenseful thing and then it cuts to, like, three days earlier. And oh, yeah,
0: like the classic in-media res yeah. beginning to a story. Yeah. And, yeah, or your Seinfeld's backwards episodes or whatever. Like, you have, yeah, there are plenty of other examples of people deploying this sort of a thing well. Mm. And I just, yeah, I, I really like the way it structured it. I hate that. I hate that I'm like this Phil Waller episode is it's so, so good, right? <laughs> well, like written, which really
1: well because done. Because
0: that's usually what I like to call him on. Yeah, but, you know, it's okay. Well, I mean, you know, like,
1: they, we can we can nitpick a little bit, but it's yeah, not worth it. Like, yeah, just give but, the man right, props. Right, and it's also like yeah, it's, it's Sunday. That. We'll give him the day off.
0: <laughs> we also like we can respect. Yeah, we can respect how a person did something in in a moment that's not necessarily. Without endorsing that person as a whole,
1: respect the pouch. Yeah, respect it. Respect it. it.
0: Um, okay, you you ready for, for history a, history corner with Dylan? Yes. So we've got we've got kind of context corner, which will then bleed into history corner. Okay. But so, as you are well aware, mm-hmm. Adventures in Odyssey has post has published three books detailing that are encyclopedias about Odyssey. There's the 1997 Complete Guide, the 2008 Official Guide, and the 2012 Revised Official Guide. Uh I own all of these, Mm -hmm. thanks in part to Johnny Youngblood, who provided the 2012 edition. Um, God bless. And they all have something to say about this episode. Are they all different? They're all different. What? So so we're going to get into it. So in 1997, this is Phil Lawler writing. We got it. So we got the story from a Focus on the Family broadcast. In an effort to encourage listeners to vote, Dr. Dobson relayed the basic facts that I used in the story about each election being decided by just one vote. I filled in the details, fictionalizing some, but not all, of the characters in the episode. The basic facts have since been confirmed by other sources, such as Ann Lander's newspaper column which is a weird call out. Yeah. But but so I think I think it's this is that this was a a that this was Phil Waller adapting like a James Dobson like message yeah, pretty much about about this and I'm mm-hmm. like I I, my hunch would be that Dobson's was, was told linear, linearly mm-hmm. and that Phil flipped it, but I couldn't track down the original Dobson one because I was mm-hmm. kind of curious, but no, no good. Random radio broadcasts from the 80s, <laughs> not particularly <laughs> easy to find. Um, so the 2008 um, official guide then says this. An unusual... This is Hubler writing then, because mm-hmm. he does the to- 2008 and 2012. An unusual story inspired us to write about how one vote made the difference in the statehood of Texas. The section of the story about one senator changing his vote and making Texas a state is completely true. The rest of the story, however, is fiction. No! And then, 2012... Unfortunately, when researching the first edition of the official guide, we found several authoritative articles that debunked the one-vote stories, so we noted that much of the episode was fiction in the guide. Upon reading that sentence in the book, a determined fan named Lizzie Goldsmith was curious if any of the pieces of the episode might be true after all. She researched articles going all the way back to the Journal of the State of Indiana in in 1842, and we can now say with full confidence that the basic story in the episode is true, though a few of the names and minor details were changed. Wait. So, Lawler based this off of a broadcast without really corroborating any evidence. Yeah, that's fine. The internet debunked
1: this. Yes.
0: Then, a fan of the show... Debunked the internet. <laughs> ...dug into it and was able to prove that it actually was true. So, this is... Um, actually, I'll link to a uh, CGP Grey, who mm-hmm. is who uh, makes educational videos on YouTube for years now... Not with this specific issue, but has gotten into this whole thing, like, falling down this rabbit hole a lot, which is, like, how unknowable parts of history are. Yeah. In ways that, like, you would find incredibly surprising. Yeah. There's there's a really good one, um, a really good video he made, like, deeply digging into this when he was researching the origin of the name Tiffany, which... Feels like it should be straightforward, but took a ton of research and still wasn't a hundred percent clear. Okay. So, this sort of thing is not that surprising.
1: Okay. Then but there was just a yeah, the, diversity the, of opinions over a long period of time correct. as to what actually happened.
0: Correct. But um, January sixth. I uh I. Jeez, man. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but I. Managed to, because she's named by name, get in contact with Wizzy Goldsmith.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: Dylan. I know. You shouldn't have. Absolutely. So I I hit her up and we exchanged some stuff back and forth and Mm -hmm. she was able to provide the, like, paper with sources that she wrote in 2011. Wow. Is this like a high school level to,
1: paper or college level? Uh, Is there a professor on there?
0: No, no, it's not like a it's not like a properly, it's not like an officially structured paper or okay. whatever. But she was um she was at one point an intern for Focus, well, for Adventures in Odyssey, yeah, as part of Focus on the Family. Wow. And so had contacts there and ended up emailing this off to to Nathan Hubler. Um and so, yeah, this is so her initial source, um, there is a book called The Greatest Stories Never Told. Okay. Which had this story in it, though slightly different. It talks about in eighteen forty two Henry Shoemaker. Oh. Um was You know, working on a farm, and he rode in and cast his ballot, and Madison Marsh won by one vote. Mm -hmm. Then Marsh votes for Edward Hannigan. Okay, not Harrigan. Who wins by one vote. Okay. And interestingly, the story that this has, in addition to the other one, is that in... 1846, the U.S. Senate was not sure whether or not to declare war on Mexico. Oh. And Hannigan voted in favor of war, Oof. which is the point at which California became part of the U.S. Interesting. And Hannigan also voted for Texas state hold. So this one person, Henry Shoemaker is responsible for both california and texas becoming a state and also a war wow Wow. so so that is the thing that this is what she found in a what what lizzie found in a book she then went into the she went into the the places that were cited from that book and found more and better detail Mm -hmm. um so the reason that we even know Henry Shoemaker's name, because mm-hmm. or Shoemaker, uh, Shoemaker, who knows. The reason we know his name is that his vote was a contested ballot. Oh, okay. Because you don't know the name of people who voted. Yeah. So it's like, why is this person who becomes Jameson, but is Henry in reality, why is his name there? And it was, he, unlike the episode in which he um, has, there's no ballot and he has to write one, there was... No ballot that had all of the candidates that he wanted to vote for. So he cut names off four different ballots (laughs) with a knife and pasted them together (laughs) to cast his vote. Okay. And the inspector there just tossed out that ticket.
1: Interesting. And then
0: because things were in a tie... Yeah. There was a long proceeding with testimony and hearings and whatever, and that broke, and they, his vote was allowed, and that broke the tie. So that is how wow. we have his name on record.
1: That's crazy because he like did a serial killer letter in the form <laughs> of a vote. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I, 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 I love it. Um, and so yeah, based on then further further digging back, we. Yeah, we find out that Marsh then voted for Howard, and then Howard dropped out, and so then he voted for Hannigan. Okay, which is what gave Hannigan the lead. But there's also there's a really interesting piece here. I'm trying to find it. This is a lengthy article. I I'm gonna I'm gonna check with with Lizzie again and see. I might be able to link this in the description. Um, that would be wonderful. Don't know if.
1: You know, I mean, she deserves her work to be read if she does, yeah, feel comfortable sharing it.
0: So, so the, right, so this is, this is from the Journal of the Senate, but the 70s, there was 150 people voting, so 76 was needed for, to get the win. So after Howard was dropped, Hannigan got 76, the second highest voter was Oliver Smith who got 69. Nice. So Hannigan got elected by one vote, mm-hmm. but he didn't beat the, the other, other candidate by, by one, one vote.
1: vote. Okay. Okay. And
0: that's also that's the one that is in the Odyssey episode a three-way split. Yeah. Which is just fully fabricated. Like there's not a basis for for that. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure it's Dobson re-airing an anecdote that he heard. Like, this is just one of the... Like, this is, like, a classic folk tale Mm -hmm. that's just gonna get told over and over again because it drives home a very specific point. Mm -hmm. And so it makes sense that, yeah, you can... It can also be debunked because it's, like, names change and all this stuff, but I'm like, I appreciate the work that Lizzie did
1: to, like, actually see, okay,
0: can we find primary sources for this stuff?
1: Well, especially if, you know, it's governmental in nature like there should be records of it like
0: yeah so the the last piece then is texas state ho- um texas statehood texas or the one vote so it, the vote for texas to become a state was tied 26 to 26 mm-hmm. senator henry johnson of louisiana changed his vote allowing it to pass 27 to 25 so mm. one vote okay but Hannigan so the the vote that got Texas to become a state was Henry Johnson not Hannigan but Hannigan did vote for Texas to become a state even if he wasn't the one who changed if he hadn't voted that way it wouldn't have hmm you hear what I'm saying yeah, like we're yeah, tied twenty six yeah. to twenty six. He's already in the twenty six on favor. Someone yeah. else changes their vote, but his vote has the same effect as that person's. Mm-hmm. So that is that is the tale of a single vote from history. Is that we had Henry Shoemaker vote for Madison Marsh. Yeah, Madison Marsh vote for Hannigan. Yeah, and Hannigan vote for Texas statehood. And Yay. all of those races though were close enough that that one vote counted. The yeah. first one specific, especially, the second one in that it put him over the majority, mm-hmm. and the third one in that it was one of the 27 votes that made the thing happen. Interesting. Versus the 25 yes. that, yeah. that didn't. So it is a true-ish story of history. I I think it is it is true enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, like, I don't like think it the... totally crosses that, like they took some artistic liberties and they didn't uh, like they didn't do it knowingly which I That's think fair. is funny <laughs> but they took some artistic liberties to get to this point mm-hmm. but they still stuck the landing
1: yeah no they they definitely you know based on the information you've given me they've definitely played around with it a little bit and the you know, the template which they had to work from, which was not entirely, uh, like, doesn't translate the best to, you know, uh, an Adventures in Odyssey episode or really anything like that. They did a very good job, and yeah, like you yeah. said, it's just, it's a good episode, and it's interesting, it's pseudo-history. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, big fan.
0: Yeah, I think, because, so I don't know if you had this, but like, I also had prior to covering this episode spent some time Googling, trying to figure out if this was real.
1: No, no,
0: because I like years ago. Yeah. Because it's one of those stories that's just always stuck with me and it seems too good to be true. And so I like spent some time Googling and could never like really prove it, prove that it was. And so Mm -hmm. I was also just under the, it's a fable, whatever Mm -hmm. it's still effective, but it's weird that the show portrays it as truth. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, that was always a bit of a tension I had. And so it was interesting in reading the official guides, complete guides, official guides, in kind of the run-up to this mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, it's actually like gone back and forth a couple of times. And I was like, yeah, there's like, I was disparate. like, it's so interesting that there's that, that Hubler's got this note that's like someone reached out and like had done all the research going back to like Journal of the State of of indiana but also they better gotten
1: an a on that homeschool assignment what's the other the other piece
0: was um was uh like texas state State library archives and commission like a bunch of like a bunch of genuine like Like official like legal documentation right um to actually pull this together and i was like that's super cool i would love to read that and uh Yeah, Lizzie was very nice to send that my way. God bless. So thank you, Lizzie Goldsmith. Thank Um, you. Thank you, Lizzie. Yeah, really appreciate it. Did you tell
1: her about the podcast?
0: I mean, I told her that that's why I was doing this.
1: Okay. Well, if you're listening,
0: love you. You're the
1: greatest. Yeah.
0: I'll I'll, I'll send this episode her way when, when it comes out. Because, yeah, I really appreciate it. That is the level of research that I want for covering a history episode but research I could never actually accomplish on my own for sure just because it would take so So much time (laughs) and effort um and and so
1: the frustrating thing for me when it comes to academic research is I feel like you spend just as long trying to find the place that's going to have the resources that you're looking for mm. As you do, like looking in that place for said resources and gathering. Yeah, them. no, like... that
0: is that is fair. Yeah, no. it's, huh. yeah, it's, it's good stuff though. Any uh, any final thoughts or plugs? Um, yeah, I don't know. I I guess I guess I'm gonna plug registering to vote. Yes, as top it's, notch. Yep. I mean, I was gonna say as it's an election year, it's always an election year, guys. Mm-hmm. Every election matters. It's true. Um, it does. And so yeah, if you're if you're not registered to vote, um and
1: you legally can do so,
0: please do. Mm-hmm.
1: Um know where your voting place is, you know. Uh me and Dylan are very blessed to have a wealth of options around us. Um but yeah, just yeah. know where you gotta go and know that you got your stuff ready. So, you know, when the day comes you can go out and participate. Yeah. Yeah. And Don't let the mean people on your phone that text you from strange numbers scare you away from actually voting. (laughs) Amen. And, yeah, thank you all for listening. Yeah. Um, Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks.
0: Thanks. You're real sweet. We appreciate (laughs) it. And next week, we're going to be back with episode 49, Thank You, God. That's not me saying thank you, God. That is the name of the episode. Wow. Is it going to be caught me saying it? I, I don't, know. I don't uh, know. History will tell. It surely <laughs> <We> will. will.
1: <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. WADFAM Chalk
0: Pod is a presentation of the Liditz Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at WADFAM Chalk Pod on Twitter and Instagram or email us at chalkpod at gmail.com. A Single Vote was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Asable and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Habersmith, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wadfam Chockpod.